Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Yes, sir. Follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel. We got my guy, Koye Media, chilling in the green room. He's going to join us later as we break down the Atlanta Falcons from top to bottom. We're going to do offense and defense. And then in the roundup, we'll talk about some of the transactions that happened. Well, a transaction that happened yesterday. And some uh, injury updates. But real quick, first I want to kind of give a uh, shout-out and a salute to all of our veterans today on Veterans Day. And a special shout-out to my pops who served uh, in the United States Army. And uh, I want to thank you all for your sacrifice and your service. So thank you all to the veterans out there. I know we probably got some that watch. I know there's some in the chat. Um, Thank you. Appreciate everything you guys have done and sacrificed because I know, I, I know. Being a, a, a child of a veteran. I know how it is. It's a sacrifice, man. Appreciate y'all. But with that said, let's get into this thing, man. Let's get into this thing. This is A to Z Sports Live presented by Texas Family Fitness. And we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So do me a favor before we get into everything here. Share this, like this, subscribe if you enjoy the content on this channel. All right? Do that for me. Um, let's kind of get into the chat real quick. Some shout outs. James, what's going on? James, North of the Star. What's up, North of the Star? Uh, Ryan, Below the Heavens, Rudy, Sheila, TC915, Tim, Flo, Paco, Dennis, Byron on Facebook. We got Facebook. Facebook really growing, and I appreciate that. Uh, Mark Smith, Mike Harris, Oscar Sullivan, Trey Manny, my guy. James, Tamara, uh, who else we got here? Primetime, Paco, David Seat, uh, Special K. What's up, Special K? Uh, Darian, DC, Bo Jelks, Just Blaze, James Runnell, Adam, Adam Robbins, and Adrian Padilla. And then, of course, how fitting, right? Captain America is usually in the chat here on Veterans Day. What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing? Let's do this thing here. And uh, here's what we're going to do. And how we do when we get Akoya up in here. Akoya, you can hear this. He can't, y'all can't hear him, but. I don't know if you watch the dot-com podcast and stuff like that, but you're like our Bucky Brooks, you know, bring you in here to break down the teams. <laughs> Bucky usually come on the dot-com and, and break down the offense and defense. So you, you, you the community Bucky Brooks, but we more raw and real with it. Yeah. We more raw with it, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into this uh, morning roundup and then let's jump right in Atlanta. Let's do it. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need. From state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced, professional, certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Liram Harulahu. Cowboys signed their kicker again. This is the third time he's been with Dallas. Uh, The first time was in training camp. Late in the preseason, then he got signed to the practice squad after week one when Greg Zerline didn't look like he was it. You know, two missed field goals, a, a missed extra point. Well, looking good. 
and now they bring him back after Greg Zerline hits the COVID list. I guess the team is still holding out some hope that uh, Greg can play, but let's be real. We know how these we know how these COVID things work. He's probably not going to play, so it's going to come down to Hiru. That's right. Lerum Harulahu. That's going to be a mouthful to say on Sunday, Brian. <laughs> we just like, our kicker made it. Our kicker made it. <laughs> Lehigh. I like that one. Lehigh. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do. Maybe for only one game. But, hey, look, look, look. One thing about this year, players is, is players is making do, you know, there's some competition that happens. Let's say, you know, Harulahu goes out there and goes five for five, a couple 40-yarders, bangs a 50-yarder. Takes all his extra points or something. We don't really want to go five or five. That's too many field goals. Uh, what do you do then? Huh? Do you keep him? <laughs> do you kick him off the bench like I want to do everybody else? What do we do? What do we do? But uh, yeah, he'll be there for for Sunday. <laughs> J. Ron Curse was interviewed yesterday. I thought it was fitting after a game like that. Get one of the leaders on the horn. And um, last week, in the last two weeks, we know that the practices have been a bit lackluster. The focus hasn't been there. It hasn't been good. This is from the players. This is from the coaches. J-Ron came out and said practice was back where it needed to be. Guys were locked in. Guys were focused. I bet they were. You know, Dan Quinn is going up against the Atlanta Falcons, his former team, 28-3. Uh, team, 28-3, Super Bowl loss. They canned him in week five. Yo. Better be focused. You think, i tell you what, I know he focused. I said this on Monday. I'm really not concerned about the Broncos game. That happens. The, the real read on this team comes Sunday. How do they respond? And defensively, really, because I think the offense will, the offense is the offense. It's an elite offense. I think they just had a stinker. But defensively, and really as a team, how do you respond to get knocked down? There was an analogy I talked about this week, and I'll keep talking about it. Sometimes in a fight, you got to get punched to realize you're in a damn fight. And I'm sitting here talking to Okoye, he's a boxer trainer, so he knows more than anybody. And Okoye, one of the one of the analogies I said was, the Cowboys were kind of uh, Floyd Mayweather. They, they wasn't getting hit, and they were winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then they got hit. How do you get up? How do you respond? Gonna find out. Uh, then the practice report. A lot of guys out yesterday. It's Wednesday. It's always one of those things. A lot of veteran uh, rest days. Tyron Smith was out. Cedric Wilson, I believe a, a chest situation. Corey Clement, CJ Goodwin had illnesses. And I know a lot of people were concerned when they saw Brian Anger, the punter, and Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, out. But that was due to precautionary reasons because the kicker got COVID. So they tested them and they wanted to hold them off uh, just a little bit. And uh, Randy Gregory was limited with a calf, but but he seems to be fine. So uh, that's where we are with the injury report from Wednesday. And that is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. All right, let's get my guy up in here, man. Okoye Media joining us, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, good brother? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks, uh, Scott Walker. Man. Let me turn you up. Uh, yeah, definitely appreciate it, man. Let me turn you off the TV, too, so I can stop looking both places. <laughs> well, see, see, you're going to treat me like uh, AT&T Stadium, huh? <laughs> right. You know, right. Where, where, can't where, have you, you on the jumbo screen. You're looking at the jumbo screen. <laughs> right. I'm looking up at the jumbo. 
But yeah, man, appreciate it, man. Always, always love doing this show. So thanks for having me again, man. Man, ain't sure. no problem, man. I appreciate you joining. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. So just roll with us, man. Just roll with us. Just, just, just keep it moving. And uh, I think it's, no I think doubt. you'll, you'll like it. Honestly, I think they'll enjoy it, bro. But no doubt. Real quick, kind of your overall thoughts on that on that Broncos game. It, it seemed to be just nobody was there. <laughs> they showed up, rolled their helmets it, out. It, a, lot, a lot of a lot of flatness on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. But um, one thing I will do though, I think the defense itself, like when watching it from the uh, all twenty two, the defense did play okay. They gave us opportunities. It's just that we mm-hmm. weren't taking advantage of those on the offensive side of the ball. And I think for the first time, I, I haven't looked at it statistically, but just off the eyeball test for the first time this season, I think we lost time of possession. Big um, time, and, bro. Big time. Okay. So that's, that's what it looked like. So I think late in the game, what we were looking at is like a worn out defense. Cause that's what they, they looked like they were tired out there. But um, that, w- that shows that the offense plays a major part into the way this defense is able Indeed. to play and vice versa because the defense has given us opportunities, especially early in the game. You got freak stuff happening like um, the, the block punt that travels beyond the line of scrimmage and someone touches it so it becomes a muff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was- so things like that happening where they were getting them off the field and doing what they were supposed to do. Even after that first drive that, that sputtered, they got them right out of there. So it's just like – I felt like the defense doesn't get as much credit for this L as as a lackluster performance offensively. I think we just didn't have – and it's not just – now, I know people watch the video I put out online, but it's not just the O-line because at the end of the day, even with all the troubles we had there, opportunity. there were a lot of drop passes <laughs> yeah. and, and a couple of missed passes on Dak's part too. So, yep. you know, I didn't, I didn't credit Dak as much because of the amount of drops that I saw. I said, okay, I'm not going to beat Dak up for this one because I saw Coop drop a pass. I dro- saw TP drop one. I saw Lamb drop a few. I saw Cedric Wilson drop some. So, what I mean, so when I looked at it that way, I said, those, uh, what would have happened in those drives had those drops not happened? They were crucial drops, you know what I mean? And yeah. not for two yards, you know what I mean? So um, I, I took some of the pressure off of Dak as a result of that. And I just said, well, that just looks like nobody's tuned in offensively. Nobody was. If everybody's Including Kellen Moore, bro. Kellen Moore wasn't on his game either. But uh, we're on the same page in regards to the but defense. Zeke was hurt, too, so that changes what you're going to call it, too. So even uh, Kellen Moore Tyrus gets a little. Out, yeah, all that. yeah, Zeke wasn't playing for some of that game. And not to make a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of excuses, but – you're going to call different plays for Zeke than you're going to call for TP, obviously. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, we're on the same page. I, I I talked about how the defense, it looks like, man, they got just demolished. And that, at, in, a, in a way, they did. But I've always said this, Okoye, the, the rush defense and really the defense in general is only go, going to go as far as the Cowboys' offense. That may mm-hmm. confuse some people. But this defense mm-hmm. was never going to be this elite defense. They fooled me against the Vikings. I ain't going to hold you, bro. They had me thinking elite. I was sitting here like, I think oh, they can man. Still, I think they can still do it, man. I think and, they don't have the horses uh, on the interior, right? And then the depth that we thought was depth at linebacker, it really ain't. Mm-hmm. It, 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 mm-hmm. it it really ain't. Like, like when, you, when you got Gordon and that kid, Javante Williams, running at you. And then with we, a lead, we talked about with that, With a right? lead. They not slouches. No. Like, these are two great running backs. And. Javante Williams is a lot like Zeke, and we proved it. I said that coming into the game, and he proved it in the game. You can't tackle that kid with just, no. I'm going to wrap you up, hold you up. You got to, like, try to break his legs to tackle him, and then don't even hurt him. But, so but, here, I wasn't that mad about that one. Yeah, yeah, here's what I mean, though, about the defense. Um, 
it's been it's really leaned on the offense, not allowing opposing teams to run the ball because you're up. You can't. You you have you're forced to try to keep up with the Dallas Cowboys when they're rolling on offense. When they're not, you see the Patriots be able to continue to run the rock. You see the the Broncos continue to be able to mm-hmm. run the rock, and there's not much that the Cowboys have really really done about it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I really I, I got fooled, bro. I'm gonna keep it being with you. You made a point with the linebackers, though. It's a it's a package um, that that just doesn't make any sense. That didn't the make Keanu sense. Keanu Neal one. Ke- well, not there's nothing wrong with Keanu Neal being out there. Okay. Don't what, put him out there with pack? LVE in obvious <laughs> running situations, and then take Parsons off the field. Why would Parsons be off the field? You know what I mean? That that was my issue with it. I know this isn't a recap. I don't want to dig too far into that. But no, but we go. When this Parsons is, gonna is out there, you can you can Parsons with whoever you want. Parsons and whoever, fine. They become the automatic wheel linebacker, and Parsons is going to be the battering ram every time, and that's fine. But when you take Parsons off the field, I was curious about that. It's, it doesn't make much sense to me. Like if you're going to put him outside, you know that the offense is going to choose size and run away from him. So even that works because you can kind of dictate and determine right. where they're going to go pre-snap. But when you just re- totally remove them, because they had packages where it was Basham and Dorrance Armstrong oh. out there with LVE and Neil, and they just run at Neil and, and then block LVE. Run right and at in Neil, front of them, lock LVE, and it was nothing it he was, could do about it. They had packages with those linebackers with Golston, Armstrong, Bohanna, and and Watkins. Like yeah. that that game really reminded me, like, whoa, all right, bro. We, we 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 have we have some Depth. potential with the young bucks and things like that. But at but the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're mostly yeah. replacement level dudes. You gotta keep, you gotta get at least one or two horses out there with these dudes. Uh, but, but yeah, You're but right. but I think I think Quinn will learn. I think they'll move on from this. I think the defense will get back to being a good enough defense. And against offenses that that can take advantage of them, I think they can overwhelm them at times. But I still believe Okoye, this offense is really what helps the defense the most, man. Very true, but Very let's true. get into uh, let's get into the Falcons. Now, yesterday we reviewed the Fa- I, here on the channel we reviewed the Falcons a little bit, but I want to I want an Okoye review. I want I want to hear the breakdown from Okoye. So give me one second, y'all. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set this up so that we can let me see here, so that we can listen to Okoye break down this Falcons offense and how they can attack. So Okoye, I'm gonna pull this up right here, good brother. And we can go ahead and rock out one second. So if you ready, you just let me know, good brother. Man, you can go ahead and roll it, man. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So this is a Koye going to break down the Falcons' offense. Well, the the main focus in the beginning, because I was watching, shout out to to Vach and, uh, and Jeff, too. I was watching the show last night, and they kept on talking about the fact that Ridley wasn't in, which I didn't know. Yeah, um, he's out. Yeah. And I hope he gets better with the, uh, with the mental issues that he's working on, but... Uh, that means Kyle Pitts is going to get a heavy load, and I wanted to get a good look at what he's been doing. I watched him in college, but I didn't get a good look at him this season. So I just focused on him primarily in the beginning. As you can see, mm-hmm. uh, right off the screen, if you soft release this kid, like if you don't put your hands on him, if you you see how he just put his hands up at the end of that route. So if you're not all over him and you're not winning at the top of these routes, he's going to destroy you because he has hands, he has wide receiver skills, but he's 6'6", 245, and can run like a deer. Not super shifty, but for a tight end, he's very shifty. You know what I mean? And, so, and if I can real quick, that's why I think I like Diggs on him because he's not sh- super shifty. And he, but he has right. that size that Diggs can deal with a little bit. But go ahead. 
yeah, Diggs, Diggs will be able to to stay in his chest. And uh, you'll see later on in the film, we'll get into it. But uh, Stefan Gilmore shows you the blueprint because I showed what he did when he when he went off against Miami. And I wanted to see why. And what you'll see in a lot of these clips is they don't even bother hitting him at the line of scrimmage. And if they do, uh, they don't really stay with him. On this particular route, I thought they they covered him pretty well, but he, but this was an interception to Xavier uh, Xavier Howard. But um, they very rarely pressed him in that game, and he had like 160 yards as a result of it. So I wanted to look at what what he did well, and that's what we did here. And then you'll look at uh, the Panthers game, which is coming up, and you'll get to see how they were able to hold him to only two receptions and 13 yards, and that was by punching him in the mouth. Um, Xavier tried it here, but he just doesn't have the length. This would be what yeah. would happen if you have Anthony Brown on him, even with KZ. This reminded me of Anthony Brown and KZ versus the Eagles, actually. They had a play just like this. But uh, this this reminds me of what would happen if you have a, a shorter, less physical corner on pits. He's going to destroy you. So I know for a fact that awesome. the Diggs is going to be following him around for the majority of the game. But uh, this is a blueprint for how they were how you're able to slow him down uh, if at all. And that's by being right on the line of scrimmage, treating him like an X receiver. Yeah, I'm going to pause it just, here for you, Koye. And, and just, you, you, you can just go. You can oh, go. I can go? I'm, I'm, okay, because yeah, what, I wanted go. To, what I wanted to interject with was that Kyle oh, Pitts he, is definitely going to play a lot of receiver. His numbers, yeah. he lines up more outside as a slot receiver or as a out wide than he does mm-hmm. in line. So you're absolutely right with that. Uh, he's going to be and out there. And they do have a good tight end, too, and Hunter, Hunter uh, what's his name? Um, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Hayden Hurst, yeah. So he's a good tight end, too. I think Curse will wind up uh, drawing that assignment, and um, Diggs will be primarily on pits. Uh, that's the good news. <laughs> the good news is I think this can definitely do some of these okay. things you see uh, Stefan Gilmore able to do. And if you're if you're physical with him, uh, Matt Ryan is a is a hot read type of quarterback. He doesn't believe it or not. He doesn't really move guys around pre snap. Um, he's a post snap quarterback. Like after he snaps the ball, he's able to find um, matchups that he likes. He might you know look at that mismatch pre snap, but okay, watch uh, out for usually, that play right there, Koye. Those rubs, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I gave credit to the kid Chin. I like their safety. Even when we played him, he was he's pretty yeah, fast. Uh, the him. Panthers. I like him. Um, but it's definitely uh, a game that I feel we can dominate in the middle of the field due to the fact that um, you have uh, Hennessy, Matt Hennessy. Shout out to that Philly product. He went to Temple. <laughs> Uh, but you got Hennessy. I, I think he's their center, and then you have the guy Linden Mayfield. Uh, Linfield. Uh, yep, Jalen Mayfield's pretty good, but we're gonna have rookie on rookie action, Bro, and I, I gotta, and I and I take I take Osa over Mayfield any day, man. Me, I think let me, uh, let me stop you right there. Mayfield has been terrible this year, bro. Lindstrom, ah, you're talking. Lindstrom is good. Lindstrom yeah, yeah. is good. Mayfield's been bad though. I'm just gonna let you go there. Yeah, yeah. Lindstrom is is definitely good, but their entire interior is I call it the fun zone in the film. You'll see it a little later. And I and I proved it because I wanted to see exactly what the Panthers were able to do. And that's all they did was blitz the A gap and and uh apply pressure with those two tackles in the middle of the field. Like you see they got pushing initially mm-hmm. right off the snap. And this is how you stop Mike Davis. You don't let him get a power runners period. You just don't let him get started. I think that was our problem last week against Javante Williams and, and those guys as well. Uh, we, we just let them get a little bit too much momentum uh, on a regular basis. But you stop those guys in the backfield, don't let them get started. And it starts with uh, not only Mayfield, but also Hennessy. They they play pretty good against 
like uh, stunts and, you know, they're like a lot like Connor Williams. And I don't want to disrespect Connor Williams by saying that because we just called uh, Mayfield horrible. I just mean that they're better against finesse than they are against power. Gotcha. That's what I mean by that. Um, so they're, they're, they're good with that, but we have nothing but power on our interior. So we'll be able to duplicate a lot of these looks that you see here on film, man. Um, Ryan's a pretty good uh, play action quarterback because he gets his head. You'll see how quick he gets his head turned around here. Like, whoop. But we saw this too against um uh Kirk Cousins yeah. does this as well. That's what he looks oh, like on film. Thing. He's just a little bit more polished than Kirk Cousins is, I'd say. He had a better arm too. Well, I think but, this offense is very is, is very reminiscent of a Kirk Cousins Vikings offense because they run a lot of heavy per- personnel packages, Okoye. So I think that you know we can have success against teams like this because they don't do a lot pre-snap like you talked about with Matt Ryan. Most of the stuff is after the snap. That's the other thing you're going to see here. I don't know if we already passed that clip, but uh, one of the formations that we run a lot and we ran it against the Vikings uh, and they actually, the Panthers actually ran it against the, the here it is right here, actually, perfect timing. Right. Um, I put the names where we'll be because we actually will line up in our big nickel in the same exact formation that you see here. Uh, it's just that the um, Panthers have different levels of athletes. So, they have Thompson, who they sometimes flex as as a curse in their defense. Uh, but we'll we'll have this same look. But you see on the outside, you have um, um, Riddick and Will and um, and Chen. I'm I'm Chen. reading their names, yeah, messing up. But Riddick and Chin uh, in the place of Curse and Wilson, and Curse is usually lining up over the actual tight end. Wilson is 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 um, you know looking to be their. Um, uh, their battering ram versus run. He's he's been good at like slashing yes. and getting to the backfield. Uh, so that's what he's doing. He he's usually strong side versus the run. But you see how how they were able to stop it before. This is where they went wrong in this particular uh, formation due to the fact that they widened out, and I didn't know why they widened out in that play. And that takes you to uh, Cordell Patterson as well, who is who they use, and you'll see a lot of these east to west type of routes, like you see here. Uh, we actually got burnt on this particular play uh, against Jared Judy. And they're going to do this a lot. We're going to see this a lot because the only reason this wasn't a big play is because Matt Ryan had Riddick in his face. Uh, you see Jared Judy killed us on the same exact look. It's just that he didn't have someone jet streaming uh, behind him on this particular play. So they just got it straight to him. From, Communication from, from is going to be key uh-huh. on these type of plays. Send them in motion to mess up your communication here and then throw them right back out there and, and launch the ball. So there's nobody out there because he went into that double motion and that double motion took him to curse and then gave him right back to LVE. And by the time LV can get over there, it's just, you know, he's already 20 yards up the field. So we'll get a lot of that east to west, west coast type of stuff because of the way we get pressure and the way Randy Gregory and those guys are getting in the backfield. They'll try to, you know, make us miss and, and, and run some of these looks. Uh, fortunately for the Panthers on that one, they had um, uh, Riddick in the face of Matt Ryan, which is really the key to beating these guys because he's a post-snap quarterback. So he tries to assess what's happening after the ball is snapped, and he loves to get the ball out to his hot reads. So what the Panthers did, they said, okay, we'll take the risk deep. We'll take the risk deep. They were running single high, but they were smothering the hot the hot routes and those checkdowns. So that's why he only had like 160-something yards in this game because – he he couldn't get he couldn't take the lid off of him because of the way they were applying pressure in the backfield, forcing him to throw to his checkdowns, and the checkdowns were already covered. They were already on him. So 
You say a Koei volume up this show. Oh, you want me to turn it back? No, 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 no. He, he's my saying bad, thank you for turning bad. his volume up. So so you must have been oh, on okay, the previous okay, show. You good. I was now, like, damn, maybe I'm talking too long. I, no, I you good. Going for a minute too. But yeah, you see that immediately. It's verified, man, verified proof. In the, in the A-gap, I think we're going to eat. This is going to be a big game for Osa, for Watson, for Hamilton, who's been coming on against the run. I like what he's been doing, although he did get uh, run over last week by <laughs> Javante Williams. But I think Hamilton has been playing well uh, for the most part on film. What I've been seeing has is, is been great. But you see how these stunts stunts across uh, the A-gap into the B-gap as well. We are a stunt well. team. They work all day, and Randy Gregory loves these. So they're going to tee up Hennessy and take him for a ride to the quarterback on a regular basis in this game. But you can see the blueprint, man. Force him to throw to those checkdowns because the fact that he reads after he hike, after he uh, snaps the ball, that's that's where he's going when he's under pressure. He's going straight to his checkdown. So if we play that um, big nickel and have our safeties, uh, those strong safeties spilling over on those checkdowns, regardless of what way they release, I think we'll have success this game. And I think Diggs is pissed off because of the way that last game went. So I, I, I predict a better game out of out of him week with uh, him drawing pits and coverage. Um, I really think this is going to be a good game for us. Yeah. And if Matt Ryan's launching the ball at pits and forcing the ball to pits, you're going to see a lot of this right here, man. <laughs> Diggs, I feel like Diggs is, is about due for another one he or do. two this week, man. He do. For sure. I think uh, what, you, what you got with this Atlanta offense, and let me pull that back out so we can get back up into this thing here, y'all second is you have a team well, get you back all right that, you was, have a, that was fun too man never did that before yeah that we, we that's the first time that we did live. this live yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did this live yeah, and, and, and we could we're gonna we're gonna work out the kinks and get it going and and for have sure, it and sure. have this thing down pat and things like that. We literally, bro, before the show, y'all, we were like, hey, let's roll with it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it right. worked, though. It worked. Because uh, the that reason why good. I told Akoya I wanted to roll with this is because you see things differently than a lot of people, and I respect your film breakdown. And uh, you said a lot of things Thanks. in there that, that I thought, but I didn't see it put on film, like how you just did it. And I feel confident, actually, going up against this this uh, offense. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah um, and, and I'm trying to make sure I'm responsible in my confidence this week. Because last week, yeah. we was on me here, too. and I've admitted me it, Koya. I've admitted it. I said, that plan, we about to kill <laughs> I said, I said so, Teddy, two gloves? Man, I ain't really I was that. talking so much. But you know what's crazy? But we kept the it. Subconscious, the subconsciousness yeah. don't lie because don't. I bet every week this year so far, and I won every week yeah. betting on the Cowboys this week. I mean, this year. And the one week I didn't get a video up, and the one week I didn't bet, we lose. So I'm like, damn, it's like something told me not to put a not to bet that week, and I just didn't bet. It wasn't even like – I just ran out of time, to be honest with yeah. you. But we lost the one week I didn't bet. So, it's like, my subconscious was right. But my conscious mind was way wrong. When you when you think about if you go back and watch our, our show, we were talking about every the things that could give the Cowboys problems. But because of the six game win streak, it was like, but we gonna Man. be all right. But but everything right. we said, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, got to stop him, right? What did they do? Yep, killed us. We talked about having Tim Patrick, Judy, and Sutton. We said they got weapons, but we was like, ah, Teddy Bridgewater. Well, because we couldn't stop the run, they were allowed to get to those weapons. Those play and, actions come into play when you yeah. can do them all day. You can't and do play actions. Then when defensively, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, our, our our offensively, we talked about they got some guys. They got the Justin Simmons. They got um. Malik Reed, who didn't even play, by the way. They they mm-hmm. got uh, the, the young buck, Patrick Sertan. Harris. 
Harris, yeah. Kareem Jackson. I yeah. mean, you know, and these guys may play. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm never going to let a win streak get me up there no more. So we we're going to focus on week to week and really hammer on what the what, what the problems are with you know the matchups. And in this matchup, man, to me, I think it's Cordell Patterson and it's uh, Kyle Pitts. Like you got to be able to contain those guys. And the reason why I said I'm confident in Koye is that. They don't have the weapons outside to go deep like Matt wants to. Matt, Matt wants to he really to throw that off. thing, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like Arthur Smith, off. that's not his offense. Yeah, Justin Gage, Justin Gage uh, can do some damage a little. He, he bit. He got though. us last year, but the but the scheme is really the yeah. problem. This uh, Matt Ryan has career lows in average air yards per attempt, average uh, air yards per completion, um, things like that, because the the scheme is very heavy on twelve, thirteen. He gets it out quick. They want to run, but they yep. can't. It's you, only you, there it, for play action. It, it was perfect when you said that you had already compared him to to, to the, Vikings the Vikings offense yeah. because that's how I look at Cordell Patterson. You 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 treat him like you treat Cooks. You don't treat him like just a running back because then you'll lose. You know what I mean? You have to have somebody on him spying him, sort of like we had Parsons spying Cooks in that Vikings game. Parsons was assigned that coverage because you can't just ignore him because Cordell Patterson wasn't real, a real receiving option in his years prior. But the way they're using him now, using and him. this is probably the better quarterback that he's ever played with. Yeah. Um, so the way they're using him now out of the backfield is dangerous because he breaks tackles. He's a slasher, very shifty guy, and he runs the ball well too. Um, so Cordell will be the the front sevens assignment. And I think on the back end, like you said, I don't I don't see them being able to take the lid off of us. I feel like, you know, you got A B who will get the help. Respectively saying that. I right don't now. think that no, just because of the <laughs> no, talent that playing. they have. I, they don't have guys yeah. that go deep traditionally. But then again, Tim Patrick did get behind us. Well, Tim so, is a good player though. And, and, and but he's deep, not a deep he's not a speedy deep guy. No, he's he's a, he's big, a Michael deep. Gallup. Michael Gallup's not fast, he's, but he can go deep and be a, a fight. I'm gonna fight you, and yeah, right. yeah. He'll beat you at the top of routes. You're right. You're right about that, but I didn't think it was going to come from him though. I thought I thought we was going to get in trouble from uh, Sutton or maybe Judy. Uh, Judy yeah, yeah but they used Judy underneath. Him. Judy, Judy, Judy. They did some things in that game. Uh, they, they. You can tell they were watching the film in that Broncos game because those crossing routes that Judy kept beating us on those horse. He was just beating us east to west, but those crossing routes. Usually, what we were doing is we would be patient. Or both AB does this. I think he learned it from Diggs because Diggs did this to Keenan Allen. They wait to make sure you're not running up the seam. And once he sees that, they just dart. They dart beeline right across the field because they know you're running that deep cross. What the Broncos were doing instead of just running right into the cross and foot racing it, they would stutter at the top of that route right before they break. So it looks like they either go. It's look. It's a three way go when you're doing that. You don't know if they're right. going up. Uh, out route, in route, dig, whatever, and then they would he would take off, and that was killing us. Well, before I, killing us with that. before we move on to the the Falcons defense, I got to mm-hmm. ask you this because I'm still waffling a little bit on what to do with Micah. Yesterday, I, I was full fledged. I said, "Talk me off of this." I was full fledged. I think I want Micah to rush the passer more this week because I feel mm-hmm. like the Falcons' offense is predicated on Matt Ryan. If you can get to mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, everything's done. Um, mm-hmm. they're just not a good running team because they don't have the run blocking personnel. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Matthews can can pass block a bit. Uh, the right tackle is decent in pass blocking. Their left guard is good at pass blocking, but they can't run block right now for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And um, no. Patterson can run hard. He's not a pure running back. He's more of a Ty Montgomery guy. But here's what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. 
week to week, I feel like because Mike is a chess piece and he's so damn good, you can put mm-hmm. him at linebacker one week and put him on LOS the next week, whatever. What do you think they should do with Micah Parsons this week? Because of Patterson and the mismatches that he creates for guys like LV, I think, and Neil, I think keep if you're passing, I think you keep him in the middle of the field. And if you do want to bring pressure in the A-gap, blitz him from there. Blitz him. Because that's where they're weak anyway. I would like to see Osa. All of them are going to be running games right at right. your kid uh, Mayfield anyway and Hennessy. That's where the, that's going to be their target area. But when you look at uh, Randy Gregory, I think he has like three sacks or two, at least two or three sacks on that came stunts. that exact same way. And yeah, on those stunts right into the A-gap. So um, I think it would be no different if you just blitz Parsons from there and, and still run that same philosophy where if they're in third and long situations of course put them on the outside but but to relegate them to the outside Full I wouldn't make it that too, too easy much. for okay. I wouldn't try to make it that easy and that predictable for Atlanta that's just yeah. me yeah, yeah. I, I was, I'm, I'm torn I told I told my other uh, fans yesterday I said change my mind but I want y'all to change my mind because I was I'm full-fledged yo let's let him go get after a Matt Ryan but you make a good point because I'm like I honestly let's just be real man I feel like Cordell Patterson on any of our linebackers is going to be a matchup problem. But if I'm going to have a matchup problem, I'd rather be Micah because athletically yeah. he can he can get with him, whereas LVE yeah. LV nah, is not doing it. it. Um, I don't see it. Yeah. And, and the reason why I and worry. And he tackles. LV tackling in space against Cordell Patterson is a nightmare to me. Yeah, you got to tackle personally. this game. And Neil is a beeline guy where it's like he'll tee you up if, you're not, if you don't see him coming, you're looking for the ball, and he's already ready to play, he's coming. But if he you have the ball, Neil's a whole different animal. Like if you got the ball, Neil's normal. You know what I'm right. saying? He's a normal guy. You know, you can stop, he stops his feet and he just he's normal. But if he's if he sees you before you see him, he'll he'll line you up. But um, yeah, LV's hesitant and Parsons can do all of that. I think what I would do then is is compromise. Not even really compromise, just do what I think Micah should have been doing all year, and that's be a linebacker, and then when it's time to rush, you rush him. Um, if we can get the offense to take them out of the threat of running, then maybe, you know, maybe you put them down there at the LOS, uh, not full time, but most of the time, because now you can just eat up those tackles, right? If we're uh, up, yeah. If we're, if, if if we're, we're up, up really. Oh, yeah. yeah, you do that. So yep. I think they should play around with it because I, I just don't, I don't believe, and again, I'm saying this respectively because we got burned last week, but I don't believe in their run game, Okoye. They, they average less than mm-hmm. 3.5 yards per carry. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're 31st in yards per carry, 30th in yards. I don't get rushing touchdowns. And they don't have they don't have Gordon and they don't, they don't have, have Javante Williams. <laughs> Those are two no. the, we gotta give yeah. them credit. Like Dude. they show up, they get paid too, man. And um it wasn't like this is to our credit for our defense. It wasn't like we weren't there. It's not like they, they just a lot of tackles the and they get, Yeah, and it wasn't like we weren't getting touched. They weren't getting touched for 20 yards. They were getting touched. They just were taking people with them, just like Zeke does. And that's just effort plays on their part. Um, and, and and you have to give them their credit for that. So I think our defense will be fine. I really do. And I say that confidently, even though I know we did get snake bitten last week. I think you still got to come out here and just say, like, these guys, I still have confidence that this defense can develop into something that is middle of the pack to, to top 10 formidable defenses with the way this offense plays. But that definitely goes into it. We're not the 2,000. Baltimore Ravens no, where no, no, no. it could be 660 entire be the game and you know you're not getting nowhere it's not that um but with with our offense taking advantage of the opportunities that the defense is going to give you and scoring this defense is perfect for that like they they are the perfect defense for this team 
And final thoughts on, on the uh, Falcons offense. Uh, I talked all this about their running game. I, I truly believe their running game is just there to set up the pat, the play action. And you talked about it briefly in your breakdown of their offense. I'll, I'll go further. Matt Ryan's been deadly in play action this year. He's completing 77% of his passes, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, 129 quarterback rating of Koye. So the, these linebackers and, and the safeties, McCurse or, or um, who was it, Wilson, if they're hovering around, they've got to be on it. Because it's not play yep. action to go deep a lot, really, like you talked about. No. It's more play action to get it into Pitt's hands real quick or get it into Cordell's hands real quick. He and turns it, around super quick. Very Because he's a veteran. He's been around. He's one of yeah. those quarterbacks where he can get it done if you let him. So yeah. don't let him. Don't let him at all. Don't, don't let him. See, you got Brady. Brady's kind of patient with his play actions where he keeps his back. Him and um, Peyton Manning, they would keep their – and Romo used to do it sometimes too, but they'll keep their back to you for a little while and then patiently turn around. Was it he Tony? He gets his head turned around quick as hell. Somebody man. said they didn't like it. It was either Tony or it was uh, Peyton that said, I hate it, play action, turning my back. They didn't like turning their, their – their, I heard that. I heard that I can't remember who it was. I don't know who it is either. It might have been Peyton though. I don't know. Because like, Peyton didn't do it a lot. So he, you could tell he, he hated didn't. it. Because he was in the pistol or the shot. I was about, about to say, Peyton would be like, hold He's on. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I ain't doing that. Peyton would be like, hold yeah. on. Y'all want to play action? Put me in the shotgun. I'll put, I put, I put the ball in his stomach, but I ain't taking my eyes off. Because <laughs> you ain't need He's to with Peyton uh-uh. Batty, bro. But he no. will get you sometimes. And, and, yeah, and, you and remember it, Edron James running out of the shotgun only? And Peyton, yeah, That's probably why. And the problem with it was, Peyton was like, all right, y'all want me to turn my back? I'm going deep. I'm finding Marvin yeah. Harrison, Reggie Wayne, yeah. Stokely, whoever, and I'm going deep. But yeah, man. yeah, I love X's and O's. Talking X's and O's. All right, let's talk sure. X's and O's with the defense side of the ball. You, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. man, let's do it. On the other side of the ball for the Atlanta Falcons, their defense, right? And I'll pull this up for y'all just so I can see a little bit of the defense. Um, defense coordinator Dean Pease, Okoye. He's a, a well-respected coordinator in the NFL. Um, down hard, a- too. Bro, he he's Dean Pease. Dean Pease. He a grumpy old man. You gotta look. You gotta look. Go on my Twitter when you done. Sound like it. He, he grumpy like as hell, it. man. You gotta see this interview they did a couple weeks ago. But Dean yeah. Pease, man, eight. He has had eight top ten scoring defenses in twelve seasons as a coordinator. That is success. Um, he's historically a blitz happy defensive coordinator, but mm-hmm. it hadn't been working this year, so he's pulled back according to him. And I think it's it's worked, but. Still, the Falcons' defense, if, if I'm going to be respectful, it's a bad defense, Koye. Uh, it, it's been a bad defense this year. They're 30th in points per game. Uh, they're giving up 27 points per game, 30th in third down conversions. Quarterbacks have 104 passer rating against them. That's 26 in the league. Um, it, that could be due to them not blitzing as much and, and mm-hmm. just letting them sit back. And then on the ground, they give up 123 yards per game. Just in, just in general with the volume stats, you look at the defense, and then you look at the tape. There's a lot of holes in it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Cowboys, this is a recipe for them to get their offense back on track. But mm-hmm. overall, how do you feel about the Falcons' defensive uh, scheme and, and some of their they, players? And we'll get into the They players. remind me of us maybe like two years ago where they have some names, but they, they're missing key pieces, and, and, and part of that is scheme. Um, I didn't know about uh, what's what's his name again, Dean Dean, Dean Pease. He was a Tennessee. Didn't know about Dean Pease. I don't know. I don't know much about him. But watching them, what they reminded me of, and the reason they reminded me of us is we had athletes on every level, which they do too. They have good athletes at every level. I, I like uh, AJ Terrell. 
You already know what Jones can do. Oh, we're going to break them down. Uh, yeah. You know what Garrett can do. Those guys are great, but they don't have the 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 supporting pieces around them, or at least they, they're not playing to the scheme of the guys that they have because everyone there is uh, – they're a fast physical team. And maybe it's because of the same reason we said our defense has struggled a little bit. Their offense, you know, their offense is good, but they're not a running team. They're not a running team. So those guys are also on the field an awful lot. So when you have undersized athletes and they're just you're playing off of, you know, speed and physicality, I think maybe they're wearing down later in games more so than it being them being uh, competent, you know, out there because they only got three interceptions, but they're at the top of the league in passes defense. They they actually break up a lot of passes. They just they're like a lot of Byron Jones out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> they break up a lot of passes. They just don't catch them, uh, and they force a lot of fumbles too. So they're very fast and physical. They're physical. That shows yeah. up. Yeah, and That's... we know that from playing them last year. Zeke fumbled uh, what three two times in that game, and and then you had uh, Schultz who fumbled in that game. Alokum uh, was killing us. But Foyer Alokum and Deion yeah. Jones, we should be familiar with. Uh, the uh, Dean P's inherited those guys, and those were really Dan Quinn guys. And this is why I, I just don't think that LV, LVE and Jalen fit is because look at the guys he goes and gets. He gets very yeah. fast, very athletic, light-in-the-butt kind of linebackers. And Deion and the Foyer are, are that. They're, I have the notes, speed. It, it's just yeah, pure, is unadulterated a speed. He is a but he fast, too. Yeah, he's he, he like still he's still sub two two thirty. He just oh yeah it. yeah he's sub two thirty. Yeah, he don't look it man. He just carry it different. Yeah, you know who he I like? Know. He's like in a way a shorter version of Devondre Campbell. You look at Devondre Campbell, you would think is this man two sixty because he's six right. four and he looks hawking. He got the dreads. He's six yeah. he's six four two two twenty nine two thirty. So he's not a big dude. Um, and I'm talking about Devondre Campbell. But Foyer mm-hmm. and Dion, they're around the ball. He leads the team in, in tackles. Talking about Foyer, second on the team in quarterback hits, blitz mm-hmm. him a lot. Okoye mm-hmm. um, and Dion Jones gets in the backfield, seven tackles for loss. So they have some players, like you said, but but in front of them, the only player, and I'm, I'm respectfully, I'm gonna keep saying this because I don't want jinx us like we did last week. <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> Grady Jarrett's it. Grady yeah. Jarrett yeah. is it up front. He can't do everything. Um, we know about Grady Jarrett from last year. He he gave us problems, gave Connor mm-hmm. some problems. He's a quick. Oh, Connor gonna have, have to bring his hard hat. Gonna have to yeah. bring his hard hat, man. Gonna have to bring his, Tyler Biotis too. They'll line him up right over Tyler Biotis sometimes just to get yeah. some quick pressure up the middle. But yeah. this is a light in the butt front, Okoye. And I know I said that right. last week, but I think right. scheme kind of overpowered and numbers overpowered the Cowboys' offense. This one here. They don't play beyond the line of scrimmage, so we should be able to get some damn push this week, Okoye. Yeah, help these guys out anyway. Help the offensive line out by running the ball. Yep. Allow them to get their legs under them. Uh, I don't know what the formation is going to look like as far as our starting five uh, right now as far as the line, but I know that we got some maulers out there. Uh, our, the All seven of them are, are maulers. Uh, so run the ball. Yeah. Um, and you run it early, stuff it down their throats because uh, – uh, Jared is more like um, Geno Atkins. Yep. He's a guy who he, he's a or, or um, Aaron Donald. Those guys, prolific pass rusher, but um, stopping the run, he's going to stop the run on the way to the quarterback. That's the way he thinks. Yeah, it, that that's how I would I would attack this game this week is to to let's run it down our throat, man. They're, they're yep. light in the butt, and if it's one thing, and we can kind of talk about the offensive line. If it's one thing, the offensive line I've seen some of them do uh, lie out because the tackles were the bad guys. On, mm-hmm. on on Sunday, Lyle <laughs> yeah, and Terrence yeah. were bad, but in the run yeah, game, yeah. 
those guys can run block. Like Lyell was moving, right. moving bodies in the run game. Oh no, he had no problem. And yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> to his credit. I didn't give him his credit when I did that video yesterday. The credit that he does have yeah, is he didn't look bit. bad in his run blocking at all. Like he was still a mauler when it came to his run blocking ability. So he still, you know, he has that. He's not rusty there. No, not at all. Uh, and and we know Steele can do it as well. And, and I don't, oh, I don't think this scheme. I, I think, man, I gotta tip my hat to Fangio, bro. Uh, Fangio just literally brought an excellent game plan. He did. And people keep saying blueprint. Not everybody can. If it was that easy, everybody would do it, man. If well, it, it, you I mean, can say you can say blueprint, but you know you you, you can't. He do can't, you he have didn't the architect? Make Dak miss throws. Yeah. <laughs> And he did. He didn't make Cooper drop the ball. <laughs> he didn't make uh, Wilson drop passes. You know what I mean? Those were plays that were there to be made. We just didn't make them. It's not like they stopped us. We just weren't ourselves. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Broncos. They played an inspired game. It's one of those games. But you can see on film. You can see all the opportunities there. It's not like when you watch a certain game and it's like there's nothing. There's nowhere to go with the ball, and they're just flat out stopped us that didn't happen and that was with the struggles at tackle and let's talk about the right. the actual lineup you said i'm not sure what it's going to be from the tea leaves i'm reading okoye it sounds like it's going to remain the same it sounds like okay. it sounds like it's going to be still at left tackle and lyle at right tackle and i think coming out of that game we most fans are like that ain't work <laughs> you know what no. i mean that didn't work um but i'm i'm still going to remain in in this part here where i feel like even in game two even after a bad game that this is still an opportunity for Terrence Steele and Lyle Collins for different reasons. Terrence Steele to maybe gain some confidence over there that he can be a swing if 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 yeah. if uh Terrence not Terrence Tyron goes down. It did for Lyle because the main issue with Lyle right now that boy not in shape um, he, at all at all. And, and when he I'm scared for Dak with Lyle and that's not your main that's your main thing. Yeah, it's, it's you not, said protect not, the hey, bag. Tell I him what the bag Lyle. is. I don't care who Lyle, I don't care who was our tackle. I don't care if it was. Go get Doug free if you want. I don't care who it is as long as they are playing well and they're protecting Dak because Dak's already beat up and I feel like we can win it all this year. And getting him injured trying to get another guy up to speed doesn't make sense to me. But I do hate it if we leave it exactly the same. But here's the thing. You mentioned it, and it makes sense to me. If you were to switch them, because then you have Terrence Still, who was already playing serviceable, over right there, tackle, the right yeah, tackle. He's been good right tackle. If you put Leah, if you know you're gonna have one guy struggling, let it just be at left tackle. Let it be the left tackle struggling. So Pitlyle over there, let him struggle. Or uh Inseki, let the left tackle struggle because we already know Tyron is Tyron and he's not here. So this so could be the opposite opportunity. Be better, it could be an opportunity right. for Lyle to show that can I get something together on the left side? And that right. might help them further. I would but. love it if they switch because that would stabilize us. We at least know where the trouble's coming from. With both of those guys think, out of position, I think it I think took I'd down. Make the move. I, I, I would. I would make the move because I, I think Terrence. Terrence still, if he's comfortable on the right side, and we saw that he could be good on the right side, and he's next to Zach Martin, let's rock out. And and we heard Lyle say, "Oh, you know, left side. I'm naturally left-handed. That's my dominant hand." He says he can do it. I mean, then then. I, why not try it? I don't think he's a natural left tackle though. Over there, you can help Liel if he's struggling like he did last game. They helped still, believe it or not. So they can yeah. do. You can help the left tackle. There you um, go. Yeah, help him over there and let still you know do what he what he's been doing for those games. Uh, period at right tackle. I just think that that would be the best if you're going to force Liel out there. 
for those reps. Don't have it so that the entire integrity of our offensive line is torn apart. Because it wasn't just the tackles. The tackles were the beginning of it. But as a result of that, our interior was getting pushed into Dak's lap from trying to help or from just the confusion from everyone yeah, not it wasn't, really being on wasn't cue. Zach's best I day. never saw our line. Our line was just, just, just collapsing multiple times. I haven't seen that. And what you've seen in Dak, Dak's been able to get through progressions. This is why I didn't like crucify him for some of his missed passes because he's been able to get through progressions almost all year. He would go one, two. You can see him doing it. He wasn't doing it. He couldn't get into a, a comfortable rhythm because he knows that the line is coming towards him. Everybody, you know, unless he well, got out on the wing, he wasn't really throwing like that. And here's the other credit. You you mentioned it briefly, uh, but they did an excellent job with their man switch too. Um, it didn't allow. Dak to get to those easy reads, kind of that those rhythm throws because they were switching on their man. So usually when you get those picks, right, or you get the tight end coming up underneath, uh, uh, who who may it be? Uh, used to be Blake Jarwin and, and Schultz would run that. Blake would come underneath and, and Schultz would come over top of it and one of their routes would be above. And, and so it was easy to confuse the safety and the linebacker and get a quick dump off. They were switching all that stuff from, from, the, mm-hmm. um, from the wide receiver standpoint. It was just a good game plan. I give them credit, mm-hmm. but if your game plan coming in every week, and I said this on Twitter, is you know, I, you know, let's just pray that Dak has the worst game of his career. Let's just pray that this offensive line God is going to collapse. You. Then, hey, bro, yeah. good luck. No, I think they're all <laughs> pissed off and embarrassed, and that was the key word yeah. that came out of it in, in the press conferences where they were all embarrassed. And I think we got embarrassed at the right time. And, yes. I, and I say things, I, I'm firing up not only myself, but, but the team as well. I, I want Liel to watch the videos that I put out. Yeah, I just why? Because <laughs> I want him pissed off. Be pissed off. Get back in shape. Let's go. You know, and when he starts playing well, I have no problem taking these crows that you see back here and eating one of them. I don't care about that. <laughs> as long as we're winning, I, yeah. I'll eat all the crow you want me to eat. No problem. So, yeah. But um, I don't think Liel, you know, is finished. I don't think like he's like, you know, done. No. Let's get him out of here. That's never going to be my argument. But I just say, okay, if it takes him three games to get in shape, do I want to risk Dak for three games while I wait for him to get back in shape? And risk losing as well when we're already on a run that is, you know, um, well, I guess you could say it's historic because we haven't done this in a while. But we're on a good run, and I don't want to lose that momentum or get guys hurt when we're heading towards a good offseason, it looks like, anyway. That's That's the intriguing part. That's my point. It's not I hate Leo Collins. If this was preseason, I wouldn't have made a video. I don't care. But this ain't preseason. You know what I mean? And, and I don't and, want and honestly, reps in he, live games with my quarterback out there. He looked more out of shape in week nine. After we talked about this a little bit off air. than he did week one because he had all off season to be in shape. And I thought he came in in a little bit better shape, but not as good shape. But week nine. I went nine, back and looked at week one. Yeah, he, he looked great in the first three quarters. Fourth quarter, he got tired. Got but tired, but but not at, not quarters, like not like this one, bro. like this. Yeah. <laughs> this one, boy. He looked, he looked good against Tampa. He, this, he doesn't he didn't look like himself at all. So it's not the hip. It's not a it's not the injury. It's none of that because he boy looked out good of shape in week one. Yeah, he, he's and, definitely out of shape. And I said it. I said it either yesterday or sometime this week. I said Lyle Collins now has to prove Well, it was last week. Actually, I said this is an opportunity for Lyle Collins to prove to the fan base, to the front office, to the organization that you can count on me. Well, you're here now. Right. Right. But. 
Are you in, can you get yourself in game shape? Can you get yourself ready to play into that fourth quarter? Because we can't have you collapsing like that, bro. We, we, we just can't. I feel like well, if he had, what? Go ahead. I was no, gonna say, I feel, prove it. You said we're going to prove it this week, so yeah. let's prove it. Believe, it's it. kind of strange. I, I, I will gladly eat crow on him and apologize. As soon well, as it's, he it's not it. even about that, though, right? Like you, you, no, no, for me, for me, he's like, hey, <laughs> play well. I don't care what your name is. Right. You, could, you could go find a guy at the grocery store. If he could do it, yeah. I like him. That's you know what, what I said yesterday. I said, bro, I don't, I don't care how it gets done. Just get it done. Like Lyle and go. Terrence both look different. It, the, it gets done differently. At the end of the right. day, I don't care how it gets done. And if said player is not getting it done, then we got to put the player in there that, that, that is getting it done. And believe it or not, this is the first time he'll have back-to-back games all year. And we're in week 10. No, in, in two I'm years. sorry, and since 2019. Yeah, since December yeah. going into January. So, you, you know, go. this is it's just it's just strange with Lyell. But now's your time, bro. You got to figure it out. And as long as Tyron's out, you got a shot. But if right. you put together, let's say Tyron's out three for three games, you put together three games where you keep fading in that fourth quarter and you're becoming a liability, you got to go, bro. It's going to be a problem. You man. know, it's one and, game is and, one game. Four games right. is a different story. Well, it's one game. People keep saying it's one game, but there's only two games this season that Tyron, I mean, that, that uh, Lyle's played. Started, yeah. And we lost both of them. Boy, wait, wait, don't do that. <laughs> don't do <don't, don't>, that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Wait, don't mess with my money here, my mojo. What my man say? What a problematic horn now. We have the problematic horn. Quick, I'm start. just saying, bro. I'm just saying, bro. I like the win. That's all I'm saying. So I think I'm snapping <laughs> for no reason. I'm like, hey, yeah. hey, you know what I mean? That's all. But yeah. no, nah, man. Hopefully, hopefully he's able to. I like that. Uh, that. Uh, yeah, uh, you like cold, the- cold, that, uh, <laughs> Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's from SVU. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I like that that sound though. But yeah, man, hopefully he bounces back. I'm not I'm not gonna beat him up too much more, man. I let him live. No, I well, let him live. But if he do it again, I'm on his ass. I promise I, you. Let man. me tell you something right now. I, I told I said I can't do this off of one game. And plus, I thought the one game in Tampa was fine. This right. game, that fourth quarter to me was very concerning because I thought he was right. pretty he was solid enough to me, one through three. The fourth quarter was embarrassing. I'm sitting here watching this like this, bro. Balling all over the place, every other play. You're reaching, grabbing, bear hugging. You on a, a ventilator machine, bro. Like, what's going on, yes, Lyle? Yeah, and I um, didn't even go into the video looking for Lyle. So that's what I want people to know. Like, don't was, explain. It, I, explain. It, I, I like to just give context because yeah. I wasn't looking for Lyle. I was looking at the entire offense, and I just kept finding Lyle in the wrong place, which was on his on the ground. Mm. So I thought that because he didn't give up sacks, I would have just said broadcast wise he didn't play bad. I thought it was just still, you know what I mean? But when I looked at it, it's like, no, the entire offensive line didn't look comfortable. Yeah, I even said Zach Martin well, yeah. wasn't Zach Martin in that game. But um, yeah. here's the thing, though, about the Falcons going up against them. They have activated Dante Fowler, um, their best pass rusher. Don't know if he'll play. He's been out since week five. We, we should be familiar with Fowler. I think he mm-hmm. was on that. No, no, he wasn't on that team. He was on the Falcons last, last year when he played them. But he also was on the Rams. Was he on the Rams, y'all? I want to say Fowler was on the Rams after he left uh, Jacksonville. If that's the same cat. Nonetheless, he's our best pass rusher, Koya. He may play this week. Uh, speed guy, hustle guy, could give mm-hmm. either of those guys some trouble. Um, but other than, but if even if Fowler plays, I, I don't think they have the horses or the scheme unless they just outright send six, seven guys all the time to overwhelm that this will, offensive will, line. I mean, Dak I, is great yeah. versus the blitz. Yeah. Um, historically, 
So I think we would love that if they if they tried it. I really do. Um, let's just let's just you know call it what it is, and that's this. Uh, if you look at the first half, I know this isn't a recap video, but the first half we had plenty of opportunities around the fifty yard line that we just didn't get into their territory. Were we able to do that? We probably don't even notice some of these things that we're talking about because we would have been playing Denver sure. up and Denver. That would have eliminated their running backs. Yeah. It would have forced them in obvious passing situations. And you saw what we were doing to their offensive line, even though we they were bounced. They they kept it honest the entire game. We didn't know if they were passing yeah. or throwing. And we were in the back. We we had a, a, a apartment in their backfield. Period. We had ten you know, tackles for loss, game. bro. Like like it was in a stra- the, I said it the other day. It was either tackle for loss or eight yard gain. Tackle so for loss, fifteen yard right. game. <laughs> tackle for loss, right? Something that should have been two yards turned into twelve because you ain't tackle. So it was a real strange game. And, and, and again, and I'm not harping. Imagine on what it. that looks like if we if we're up. Like that's a, that's even worse. That's even more tackles for loss if we're up. So you, you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too down on these guys. Put it that way. I think we can definitely, it, we can score. This offense can score, and if we're able to put the ball in the end zone. I think they're going to be hyped to do it too because they they, they we were they that was the first points. time we ever were uh, washed like that. So I think we're going to get. Oh, they're going to be the pissed, man. They, I told yeah, people but, I said the Falcons are about to walk into a monsoon in regards to this Cowboys offense. But with that said, yeah. on the defensive backfield for the Atlanta Falcons, they got this young star, the bright star. Excuse me, guys. Um, AJ Terrell. I mean, year two, he is putting it together, Koye. Uh, listen to some of these 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 categories that he ranks in. It's, it's very impressive. Uh, he's fifth mm-hmm. in pass breakups, fifth mm-hmm. in passer rating allowed, third in forced incompletions, second mm-hmm. in reception percentage, second mm-hmm. overall in PFF coverage grade, first in yards allowed, first in yards per reception. And he's done this against the likes of Scary Terry in Washington, Mike Evans, Corey Davis, Antonio Brown. Um, so so. Manning up, Terrell's been pretty damn good, Koye, against some of these top guys. But do they got three? Do they got three AJ Terrells? I got a name for you though, Xavier Howard. Right, he's he's one of those guys that's super good, right? Yeah. Uh, in coverage, gets in and out of his breaks, great. Right. What did Coop do to him? Well, he routed him the hell up. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he, he routed. He routed Xavier. Oh, it, it depends on who AJ is covering. If he's yes. covering the guy, if he's covering, you know, Gallup. I think Gallup tries to beat his head in, and Gallup gets over the top a couple times. But he might, he might have some favorable matchups there because Gallup's not our route runner. He's our physical guy. He's our true X receiver. Uh, if you're looking at CD Lamb, which I don't think he'll be on CD that much because CD will be back to the slide. Yeah. Um, CD's the guy that sits down in zones, right? But if if I, if my guess is correct and he's against a healthy Coop, uh, I think Coop will trash any. I take Coop against any corner, so it's not just an AJ Terrell bashing session. I think Coop can you know route Listen, up any any corner in the league. Period. I, That's just I don't I care who they got on the other side. I go in there every week like we got the advantage. Point blank. Adrian period. Moreau. <laughs> he and, and, and that's where I was going next. Fabian Moreau <laughs> oh, is the Fabian. <laughs> mouse in the house. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got, I got they do that at the line. That's the release. Yep. Like, what release you about to use? Well, you, you see what Boyd did. CD Lamb did it. He broke somebody in the Denver game. He just said, as he was running, but yeah. Dak overthrew him. Yeah, um, Dak or that four for four. Yeah, for, yeah. but Fabian, boy, he, he reminds me of, of uh, Breland. Remember we talked about Breland in the Vikings game? We said, yo, mm-hmm. Mouse in the house. That's him. He's given yeah. up five touchdowns this year. 
Zero interceptions. He allows 63% completions. Now he's been getting his hands on the ball a little bit more the last couple weeks, but yeah. historically, Fabian Monroe has never been a good cover corner. Just right. hasn't. Right. You know, but there's right. not a lot of good corners in the league. They're kind of like offensive linemen. So if you can at least right. play the position, you're going to have right. somewhere to play. Um, so even if Dallas wanted to respect A.J. Terrell on the other side, if they felt nice to respect A.J. Terrell, they have no problem going against Fabian Monroe or any of the other corners. I, they don't have a Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson safety tandem. They have the advantage by far. One, one, thing, one thing about Dak, Dak will test you. He'll test your grit if you're a top uh, corner. Like if you're a corner that plays well, I haven't seen him shy away from guys. So like uh, Davis in that first game against Tampa Bay, he went right at him early. Davis just proved himself by, you know, knocking a couple of those passes down. Then Dak started picking on Dean. So once he finds what you Mind say, you. what mouse in the house, mouse in the house. Once he find, oh, once he finds one, he 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 shed a light on him, and then it's just it's go time, it's well, stat boosting time. After that, them boys so, is coming into the huddle telling them too, right? You know, oh, for sure, you know I mean? for sure. You can hear it. like Coop. Coop had a great press conference they after the Vikings game. Shit in that huddle. He, yeah, I love. I like Coop, man. He he, he, he I call him baby face. He's a baby face assassin, man. Yeah, baby they face call me, bro. I, I like. They call me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I already know. You my OG. I call you. Uh, you, you know what I got you saved my phone ass? I know you ain't got Skywalker. Me. Skywalker OG. Oh, you OG. Trip, <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker <Uh-oh>. OG. <laughs> Y'all wow, man. But yeah, listen, man. <laughs> but listen. Um, I want to get back to the to the Falcons stuff. The Falcons defense. So how do we attack them, right? We talked about attacking them on the ground. I I have a theory, uh, Mm -hmm. Koye. Hear me out, y'all. Gallup is back now, right? Like Gallup's going to play this week. And the Falcons, the Cowboys have been kind of uncharacteristic without um, Michael Gallup. And what I mean by that is historically under Kellen Moore, we we run 11 personnel almost more than anybody in the league or at the top of the league. Since we've had Kellen Moore, for those that may not know, we're talking a lot of nuanced words here. 11 personnel is three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. It works. You know why it works? Because you got these boys out there, Lamb, Coop, Gallup. Schultz is a problem now at tight end, which means you got to pick your poison. Do I play back against these guys? Do I come up forward so I don't have a a light box? Um, With Gallup out of Koye, we've been running 12 personnel Way more than we've ever done it under Kellen Moore, but that's because of the absence of Gallup. One might say, well, well, what about, you know, Cedric Wilson? We love what Cedric Wilson is doing. He's, He's a different ex, style though. player. He's not, not an ex We don't have an ex other than yes. Brown and Michael Brown Gallup. and Gallup. Yeah, that's so, what, what he means by that is the ex-receiver is on the line of scrimmage. He deals with a lot of physical stuff. And and that's not that's really not Lamb just quite yet. It's not Coop. Coop you want Coop to be off. You want Coop to be the yeah because his his game is his fit his right. footwork. Right, he needs that for the releases that he that he does. Like he needs it. Right, and Atlanta, when it comes to the the, the three wide, they've been terrible. Teams have been eating them up. They've been they've given up twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions out of eleven personnel, one hundred and twenty three quarterback passer rating out of eleven personnel, and on the ground. They give up five yards per carry, and they eat the edges up, man. So that's my theory. I think we should come out, get back to more Kellen Moore football, 11 personnel, and just let Dak pick and choose, and we can get back to the how-do-you-want-it offense, Koye. You're 100% right. Um, 
if you spread these guys out and, and it, it makes it obvious when you're loading the box. Right. So if they're spread out and they're still in the box, Dak doesn't have to do a lot of, I give him a lot of credit for his pre-snap reads, but you don't have to do a lot of reading when you know, okay, these guys are in a big nickel and they're, and they're down in the box. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're backing off and you got Zeke out there, you know, we're running and then early on. If you, in the slot. And then with the way Schultz blocks, like when they use, they did this in the Chargers game when they were using Schultz on those cutbacks, right? When you bring Schultz, even though you're in 11 personnel, you would think, okay, they're not going to run that well. But Coop is a great blocker. Lamb is getting there. Mm -hmm. Gallup is a great blocker as well. And Schultz is a grown-ass man. He's like a a skinny tackle as a blocker. He can block. So um, I think we'll have a bounce back on the ground, but I don't think we'll see a lot of those big formations that we've been doing, like the 12 personnel, 13 yep. personnel. We won't, we won't be doing that much because we, we don't need to. And it limits Dak's options. It forces them into, even in the Patriots games, you saw that your Patriots game. You saw that we had to do a lot of bootlegs yeah. to try to, you know, get Dak free and, and, and give him looks because we were coming out in those big formations. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that this game. So hopefully, uh, the return of Gallup means that we're we get back to our spread, running gun, high flying. You know, one of the greatest show on turf type offenses. I think we can do that. Yeah, and I don't think they should ease him back if Gallup is good. And and, and yes, just like Brian said, because I was going to bring that up too. Another reason why they probably won't is because Sean McKeon and, and and Jeremy Sprinkle are your tight end twos. We J- Sean McKeon got in the game last I week. I like McKeon. Man. I, I do too, but I think they trust Jarwin and Schultz. And those 12 personnel sets a lot more than they do just yeah. naturally than McKeon and Sprinkle. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely coming out in 11. I've, I've been a huge fan of 11 since Keller Moore's been here. You know, this offense yeah. is just deadly in that. And, and uh, like yeah. North said, moving Lamb back in the slot I think is huge. I'm not saying he's only a slot guy. He's obviously had production yeah. out wide. But this is why Michael Gallup is a perfect fit for this trio. Because the Cowboys don't have a guy of his talent that plays that role on the team. And I like Noah, but he ain't Michael Gallup. Um, so right. while looking in the future, Koye, yeah, we may not be able to afford him. But looking at the actual present, you got him now. So you bring him back, put him back in his role, and you don't have to give up on Cedric Wilson. He can still get right. 15 snaps. Well, Wilson, you know I mean? Wilson's been the guy that's he's going to do what he's been doing, which is he gets in. You know, to spell guys or in certain packages, we'll use them. He makes big plays and he goes and sits down. And that's where Wilson honestly should be. I I think Wilson is good, but Wilson is a guy that's good because he's not ever really the – sort of like the the kid, number 17, who who got in the score last week. I don't even know his name. Oh, Malik Turner. There you go. He's not not a guy that you're going to focus on in the offense. So you're not going to – the defense is not going to tilt to him. So Wilson will make plays, especially in the slot always, but – um, when you look at skill sets, Wilson's not the route runner, nowhere near the route runner that Lamb and uh, Coop. Cooper are, and he's not the physical guy. He's he's a Swiss Army knife, good at everything, not great right. at anything other than maybe his hands and the way he throws on the run. I like that. But uh, Wilson, I, I think I don't I don't want him to have too much of a role at this point because he's still sloppy with the football at this point. And I said that in the Vikings game, and he muffed a punt last week as well. Like he's. He's a little he, – he makes some miscues. I like him, but I think he, he needs to settle into his game a little bit more. Next year, he might take another progression yeah. forward because, remember, he's been hurt a lot too, so he hasn't had these reps that he needs to be I where think he should he's, be. I he's developed as a receiver uh, to the point oh, where, where, yeah, where I, I, I – I'll bring him back. Right, I'll bring him back if we can if the money's right. But 
But what, what Gallup brings that we aren't talking about either is when you get down to that red zone, we saw that said had a little issues down there against the Patriots where I think that Michael Gallup point. You know, Michael Gallup is a strong physical wide receiver at the catch point. Gallup is our best receiver against top opposition. And I say that, I mean, you look at what he did against um, Ramsey, uh, Jalen Ramsey. You look at what he does against guys that are physical corners that right. you think you're not going to beat this guy. You're not going to outroute this guy. You just got to go through his face. He's a lot like the wide receiver version of Tank. Like Tank, how, what does Tank do to get to the quarterback? You don't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows what he does, to get to, but he get there because yeah. he'll run through your face. He doesn't care. Right. And Gallup's the same way. What does he do to get open? Who knows? He just—he's not a route runner, but he's physical, man. He'll—he'll—he'll—he'll he'll, he'll, he'll beat your ass to the football, man. And I like that about him. So I, I'm happy to have him back because every game that I remember us being down in the, uh, the uh, Packers game, I think two years ago, um, the Rams game last year. Like Gallup is that guy who's like doesn't have that quit attitude, and he's he's just very physical and ready to go at all times. I like Gallup, and I and I hope that we find room for him uh, in the um, free agency next year and keep him on his team because I will winning will solve that because guys don't guys don't mind taking a pay cut if the alternative is winning. They don't want to take pay cuts to lose, right? But they don't. They don't mind taking a pay cut to stay on a winning in a winning formula. Look at the look at Tampa Bay. He would have look to take a England. massive pay cut, bro. You know it. He'd but have to take a massive. Pay cut. I, yeah, yeah. You but know it. He's but losing money gonna, though right now, so maybe maybe his market won't be as crazy because he's only going to play what? What we got about seven games left if you count the playoffs? Maybe ten. That helps us too. So yeah, yeah you so. know it's kind of in the Cowboys' favor. T. Gordon this, with a super chat. This is interesting because I agree. Super chat. He says, being presumptuous, if we can't afford Gallup, I think he'd shine in Atlanta with Pitts and Ridley. I like that. That's I'd true. like I'd like Gallup until opposite. Matty, until Matty Ice retires. Well, man. well, who's <laughs> going to cue, right? Yeah, who's going to be the quarterback then? <laughs> <laughs> then you're in trouble. Then it's like the graveyard. No man's laying after yeah. that. Finding the quarterback hard as hell. Um, Professor O, I give a shout out to Professor O. He dropped a nugget yesterday about the um, Atlanta Falcons defense in regards to AJ Terrell. We may be able to dictate who he covers because I and I'm, I'm sorry if I misunderstood you here, Professor O, but I believe AJ Terrell plays 85 percent of his snaps at left cornerback. So if he's not so, going to yeah. travel, you can say, yeah. all right, well, if I want Coop to get off, I'm just going to put him on this side. If, if I yeah. if he's going to stay here, I'll put. Cedric Wilson on him, knowing he's just a decoy to get AJ Terrell away, their best cover corner yep. away from Coop. So that's an interesting nugget to to to, to kind of monitor. Yeah, I, I saw somebody say that earlier too. They were talking about it, and they were. And I'm like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if he's not going to travel with you, doesn't really matter much what those stats are because you're just going to stay away from him if you need to. If he, if he looks if he looks fresh when you when you take a couple shots at him early, run some slants underneath him, see how he responds to him, see if you can work some double moves off of that. If he responds well to that, go destroy Moreau or or get them into uh uh, uh that's that nickel look. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Get <laughs> him into that nickel look and just start attacking the middle of the field, but I think we got him though, man. Yeah. I do, but I I, I don't want to get into an energy and I don't want the Cowboys fans. I think, I think we all were in the same place though. The we fans and, the, and team. the players and players. They, they were, were all, players. we were all in this place where it was like, Hey, we could beat anybody. Cause we know we can beat anybody, but we still have to show up to do it. 
you know, yeah. you have to show up with your hard hat every week. So I don't want to get into that 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 uh that mode where think, we just think that we're gonna roll over facts. grown men, NFL professional players. I think you know, what it was when you go into Minnesota on Sunday night football with a backup quarterback and you win on a final play in overtime like that or whatever, and the way you won, I just didn't keep it a hundred. I felt invincible as a Dallas Cowboy fan. I felt like, well, shit, we can go do that with Cooper Rush. Defense can play like that. Who beating us, right? And and, and you heard the players say it. LVE came out, flat out said it. We needed this. What do you mean, LVE? Just know we needed this in that locker room. And you know what that meant? We all felt ourselves. It it happens to every. It's normal. Look at us. Uh, I don't remember which Cowboy because we, you know, we 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 had the luxury of having three Super Bowls in our lifetime. But um, Jimmy Johnson had a team where ninety two. Uh, you talking we, about the Eagle game? We no, I'm talking no? about we lost to Miami. We lost to Miami oh, one year. Was that ninety? It was a snow three, game. The game with Leon, the Leon Lett game. Leon Lett. Yep, yep. He was fired. Jimmy Johnson fired a few people. He he, he cut a few players after that game, but. Um, it was a wake-up call for that team. And when you look back on that Super Bowl run, they all go back to that game as being the embarrassment that caused them to, like, light a fire under their asses. So I think this was that game for us, like a team that we know we can beat and we just don't show up with the same level of intensity and energy. It shows us that just talent and showing up ain't going to do it. And there's also another element that the Cowboys nor the Cowboy fans uh, pay attention to. And I think us being a young team that's not accustomed to winning yet, this was good for us because we already get everybody's best Sunday punch anyway because we're always on TV. People are always talking about us. You got Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, always talking about the Cowboys. And they listening, bro. They don't like it anyway. So we're already always chalkboard material. Even when we're losing, people want to punch us in the mouth. But now we're winning too. So you not only get the 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 visceral I don't like this team, you know, uh, uh, in the locker room, in the opposing locker rooms. But you now have the confidence booster that goes along with not just beating this team, but even playing shoulder to shoulder with this team. Even if you lose, look at the Giants versus the Patriots that year when they went to the Super Bowl. They played the Patriots the last game of the season when the Patriots the were best game against that, the Patriots. That gave them, yes, it gave them the confidence knowing going into the playoffs, we can play with the best because we just did it. So a lot of teams are looking at us that way, and Dallas has to know that coming in. You're not just contenders that are just trying to – you're not going to sneak up on anybody. They see you already, and now they have a, a precedence and a, a incentive to play well against you because it – look at the Broncos this week. They've been talking so much trash, I thought we were Bro, rivals. Look at them when, like, they, when they made a stop. You thought they might just, – they just won the whole damn thing. So get that every week. A, so you got to be ready. This is the playoffs for the rest of the season. You have to play like – that and not because it all counts, but because that's the type of opposition and the level of intensity that we're going to see the rest of the year. Period. Yeah, and you talked yeah. about about the young guys, and it's not even just the young guys; it's the players that haven't been in Dallas a long time. Um, the, the KZs, the hookers, the curses, the all and these all these rookies and things like that. They're not used to the Dallas way of things working around Dallas. Right. Dak is used to it. Coop is used to right. it. Uh, Zeke is used to it. Zach, Tyron, they all understand how this works. And if you think about it, they're usually the most consistent guys when it comes to being level-headed. We got a lot of bucks. Got a lot of new yeah. guys. J-Ron Curse is in his bag as a Dallas Cowboy in regards to, you know, playing on the field and off the field. These dudes feel invincible. 
So to right. get smacked like Playing this, ball in the, in yeah, the they, locker they, they, room. trash ball, whatever it's called. <laughs> these are hard knocks. Man, you got yes. curse on Twitter coming at all these Twitter people. Like they really feeling themselves and, and, and they don't right. realize be careful because when you take that L, all of all of the good that comes with being a Dallas Cowboys is is equally matched by all the bad that comes with being a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And I think they needed to get shaken up like that because it hadn't happened. It's week nine. Not, not even week one, bro. Week one, they were getting, right. hey, man, you went toe-to-toe with, with, with the, the defending champs, and it did exactly yep. what you said. It did it for the Cowboys. Oh, wait. Yeah. We can play with them? Week one? Play with, it. Play with anybody. So it was right. a perfect spot of Koye because it's in the middle of the season. Now it's time for that reset, and let's move forward. And when you look at the schedule, at first, like two, three weeks ago, I said to Koye, ah, yeah, we got this, right? He's... Falcons, mm-hmm. Broncos, Saints, Chiefs, they ain't doing nothing. Oh, it's on now. It's yeah. on now. It's on uh-huh. now. This this uh-huh. is going to tell me way more about this team, these next four games, and I think the final four games will. So I'm looking forward to it, Akoya. I'm, I'm, look, we talking and, ourselves and, up here. I'm ready to play. And it was the first <laughs> time we actually, this season, where we didn't have any excuses. We right. lost. The Tampa Bay, you can say, oh, the refs, refs. the Yo, Kicking the field, field goal goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'd have been fine. We'd have won that game. We lost. Right. This is the first time we lost this year. And so we felt that too. It, it felt different. It's going to be this. So, yeah, man, man, I can't I'm wait like, to see Sunday, bro, because it's going to tell yeah. me so much about this Dallas Cowboys team. So much. Even in 2016, if I can remember correctly, there wasn't a, an embarrassing loss. There was a lot of close losses. Two of the losses came to the Giants, both were close. Dak didn't have his right. best game in the second time. And I think the the other loss, the other loss in the regular season. Oh, the Eagles, I think, at the end of the year. They sat, I think they sat Dak maybe. Was it that year? Right. Yeah, I think they sat Dak. So, so. Th- there wasn't even one of those shake-up losses in that game, bro. It was, ah, we could have won if it was, this call went this way or you just catch it or don't fumble or things like that. Got your ass whooped. Now let's see how you respond. Like, exactly. And I will uh, respond the way we talking, man. That's sound like we all on the same page. We all on the same page, man. We ain't yeah. panicking. We ain't panicking. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, no panic. But listen, man, I ain't gonna listen, man. I ain't gonna hold you up too too long. I know you got some things to do this morning, brother. I appreciate you coming through. As always, I hope you guys in the chat enjoyed this show. Brother Koye, let them know where they can find you to get some more of your your goodness. Man, first and foremost, man, I got to thank you again. I, I, I honestly, um, I love doing the show. And it's not like the publicity or anything. I don't get paid for it, nothing like that. I, I like talking football oh, with guys yeah. that know football. So give you all the respect in the world, man. I appreciate you. Uh, you can you. find me at A-K-O-Y-E Media on YouTube. Um, still still uh, getting my, uh, uh, getting. I'm locked out of my Okoye clips on IG. Uh, so I got to. <laughs> I got to close that page down and I want to keep the name. So that's why I haven't created another one. I might do clips with a Z, something like that, but um, still going to put that back up. So, but right now you guys can follow me at Okoye Media on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, you'll get responses there. The uh, TikTok and IG are being tweaked. So I uh, appreciate it. And you guys will get more updates next week, man. But thank you. And we got a Thanks, TikTok. Stevie Mac 23 too. He put the link in the, uh, in the uh, chat. Yeah. Appreciate that. My guy, my, my guy. I can't, man, I can't figure out this dang TikTok, bro. I can't. My son know TikTok more than I know TikTok. I just can't figure it out. And I don't want to try it. <laughs> I feel old when I look at TikTok. I'm like, well, what do you do here? Right. <laughs> Fam, it's I'm ridiculous. Like I ain't man. even that damn old. And I look at right. TikTok and I'm like, well, 
well, you're supposed to do it like this. Am I, supposed to? I don't know, man. I asked my son how to do all this stuff. It used to be musically, right. and I understood that right. a little bit better. But right. um, sure. somebody asked about the round table. So uh, Vach said, this is what we're going to do. Vach says, as Vach say, right? We're going to mm-hmm. do the round table post, post KC. So after the KC. That's game. the perfect time. Perfect too, time, yeah. right? If yeah, we win. Hopefully we win. When? If we lose, it's going to be a, uh, man, get your popcorn ready for that round table. Please. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we all going to have our reasons. It's going to get ugly in a good way. Like, like ugly, like we're going to ream into the team if they come out there and play like like trash. But, right. But, yeah, so post, uh, post Kansas City game, which is in two weeks, not this week, but the following week, they play mm-hmm. on Sunday. I don't think it's, is it a primetime game? I don't know if it's a primetime game. I think they have flex until then. Like, we don't know until we don't know, up, right? And it's yeah. in Kansas City, too, so. Uh, be a road yeah. game. It might be the Arrowhead ain't no joke. No, man. it's not. No, it's not. But from what I'm hearing from well, my really, guys, the, the, home games ain't no joke either. If you look at the way Denver represented in the Cowboys Stadium last week, I was that was rough. That. that was rough, bro. Yeah. I, I was literally next door from the stadium at Texas Live, and me and Jesse kept saying, "Orange is a lot of orange in here." It was. Yeah, it, it, it looked. It was a lot of orange, bro. And I'm yeah. like, ah, maybe it's just Texas. You know, Colorado got that money. They got that schmugger. So they, they they was all right. They travel well. So Travel well. I was surprised how well they traveled. Somebody told me apparently there's a lot of Bronco fans, surprisingly, in, in, in the Texas area. Uh-huh. Um, and then you got, you know, season ticket holders that probably looked at that game on schedule and said, I don't give a damn about no I Teddy Bridgewater. Who do, we don't know nobody on the Broncos. See, we were all thinking the wrong way. <laughs> we were thinking, I was like, where did they get these tickets? <laughs> Man, I saw a picture. I said, am I, am I mistaken here? But this looks like there's more Bronco fans in that stadium. It really was, man. It was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we don't need that kind of drama. Nah, man, nah. But For all sure. right, y'all, listen, I appreciate you guys joining me. I'm going to press this button. Make sure y'all come back tomorrow. A to Z Sports Live with your boy Skywalker Still, 8 a.m. Central-ish. Going to put a final thoughts on the Falcons-Cowboys game and hopefully – uh, the Cowboys can snatch victory like T.I. did to New New on Atlanta and get that dub, man. Get that dub. Appreciate you, go. Koye. Just don't eat the W. Nah, <laughs> we don't want to that weird stuff, man. Just to snatch it. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Got Thanks. you, Brody. Appreciate it. Shout out to Stevie Mac and my guy. All the donations. Likes, the subs, and the live viewers. I appreciate you guys. Peace.